Juice, my man. What it do, brother? How you doing? How you what doing? What it do? Man. Pretty good. Stop. Pretty good. Yeah, man. Still alive. So, hey, can't complain. <laughs> we almost there, man. We almost there. Ooh. It depends on which team you're looking at. Uh, I mean, if you're Vanderbilt, you're, you're super happy because you know it's, it's definitely this week. But if you're us and most of the rest of the college football, you still just know you got a week left. But damn, it's coming. <laughs> Saturday, we know it don't matter who playing. We watching TV. And the Lions yes, season sir. stops. <laughs> Lions season <laughs> is about to be officially over with. Games have to be played. And receipts, yes. <laughs> receipts are about that's, to get pulled this year, buddy. That's what I love about college football juice is the lies. Oh my God. Lies. and myself included oh, I oh yeah lies. yeah I mean, and if, if, if you feel like you don't then you wrong man i tell you that i mean the whole off season from basically from january all the way up until right now it's just lying season everybody lying about everything so <laughs> that's what i like to call the off season man because oh, everything yeah. is you know it's all is a you know is a what if you know so everybody's throwing out stuff so like i said receipts receipt it's about time to get them receipts pulled now yes sir and uh i can't wait i'm gonna be watching that notre game navy game and that baby in hawaii game so um you know if this is your first time joining us at talking sauce we appreciate you all so welcome to talking sauce we talk florida gala football uh college football uh, I'm your host, Tim. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Juice. What's going on, good peoples? Yes, sir. We typically, you know, our schedules have changed a little bit, so we typically do get big sauce on the show, but uh, it's yeah. a little early for me. But Juice, this is actually <laughs> your nighttime, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> nighttime, so I may, you know, double and dabble. <laughs> <laughs> I just need this much. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, we uh, got a great show for you all today. Make sure you go ahead, hit that like and subscribe button for us. Uh, also, you know, I think one thing too to hit that YouTube algorithm is after the show, if you're watching, if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple, uh, make sure you leave a comment on the channel. We'll have some great questions during the show. So uh, another way to help us out is make sure you're commenting down, uh, not only in the chat because we do a live show, but also after the videos as well. So yeah. We'll get right into it, Juice. Uh, Obviously, we know, you know, a big week. Uh, Next week coming up for the Florida Gators. Travel up to Utah. Correct. Start the season off. Um, I think they're ranked number 14, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Utah is. Mm -hmm. And uh, so right out of the gate, (laughs) Florida has a tough task. Uh, Billy Napier just actually had a press conference the other day. Uh, Florida's dealing with... Well, both actually, both teams are actually dealing with uh, a lot of injuries, you know, yeah. going into this first game. I think both teams, you know, it, it's a part of football, but uh, some significant injuries, uh, you know, especially over Utah with looks like two quarterbacks uh, having issues with Cam rising their backup as well. So they're looking at third string and, a, you know, kind of true freshman uh, quarterback over there. And both teams kind of play the same game juice. Yeah, you look at how they want to beat you. Uh, both teams are going to want to run the ball, pound the ball. Uh, both teams are going to want to kind of manage the game on the offensive side of the ball. 
right. uh, and then play really solid defense. We know Kyle Shanahan. Um, I know Billy Napier, we're looking <laughs> to come into this season with a much better showing on defense than the last few years, uh, you know, even before Billy got there, right? Right, correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the things, like, that really stood out to me, you know, during this press conference that he talked about was the extreme competitiveness in practice juice. I mean, I think we both know this when we talk about practice. You want to talk about practice? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're talking we talk about, about practice. practice. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, when you talk about practice, especially, you know, in college football, a lot of those teams that we hear, you know, when they go back and do these documentaries. Yeah. uh, And I'm pretty sure you guys getting ready for that Swamp Kings. I know you're probably going to hear this during that segment as well. Get back to the grind, baby. Yes, sir. You go back and look at some of these guys who were on championship teams. They always say the practices are harder than the the game. game. Yep. And that's what we need to bring back, man. We got to bring that back. Yes, sir. So that's re- that's what really stands out to me, Juice. Uh, you know, practice. And I think Florida, you you can see that not only with the product that we have had on the field for the mm-hmm. last few years, but just mentally as well. I think when you do build these super competitive practices, it's going to weed out some of those guys maybe, you know, who are not mentally ready, right? It's going to weed out some of the guys who – you know, it, it's a lot of things when you go into this football game that they have to deal with. Uh, some guys, you know, playing in front of this many people when sometimes the game ain't fast enough. Sometimes it's hard not to make those little tiny mistakes. Right. So when yeah. you start to have those, you know, uh, uh, ultra competitive practices, it weeds out those guys who aren't really ready, uh, especially if you have death behind them. It's going to push these guys. Right. Right. Correct. Mm-hmm. And and you're right, because that's something I mean, you can really go back and look like I will give Muschamp. I I will sit here and say it may start with Muschamp. But honestly, I will sit here and say it really started with McIlwain, Uh because Muschamp, he was even though he was more defensive mind, he just couldn't get offensively wise. But I believe in practice with Muschamp, the way that he is. He had a competitive practice, but. You saw it. If you go look back the last few years um, of the Gators, the way that we play, you can tell the the, the way that they practice is going to be the way it's going to come off on field. And we've seen sometimes that it just didn't didn't look right. And so that comes from the practice. And like they like you said, if they can if anybody can sit here and tell you that practice is harder than the games then that means you really are being ultra competitive in practice. And when you make it so easy there, that's that's how you win championships because everything else, it comes easier to you and you already know what to look for. So um, I'm glad to hear that, you know, that we had a competitive practice um, because that's something that, like I said, we needed to get back to um, to get to those championships. And like you yeah, said, we those players. <laughs> right, right. And I also think it creates creates a level of discipline. Um, yes. And I think that's what a lot of our defense, we, we've had some talented players on the defensive side of the ball. Correct. But we have seen a lot of guys not just be disciplined on assignments, whether it's in coverage, tackling. In you know, these practices, when you when you compete 
and you have guys who are uh, trying to take what you got, right? Your starting role. Right, right. <laughs> those mistakes can't happen. Uh, exactly. So I think this is kind of falls right in line with Billy's looking for, you know, on, you know, just his team in general, disciplined football, um, you know, something that he says. So, yeah, I'm super excited, um, you know, to hear that from him. Um, and then he also, you know, kind of segue, he talked about, you know, a lot of the young players, uh, you know, had made significant pro progress during mm -hmm. this, you know, um, during this time for prepping for the season. So, you know, I think that um, for me, when, you you know, young players, it's, it's one of those things you kind of got to I, I like what he's saying, but I do take. You know, with a little grain of salt, because every yeah. young player <laughs> should make progress because mm -hmm. you're coming into a different style of, you know, um, coaching, a different style of preparation, um, different style of nutrition. Um, and then you're competing against pretty much grown men. Right. Correct. Uh, some of these guys have been in school for six years. Some of them. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, you, you're literally competing with grown men from that standpoint. So I, I, I would look, you know, I would expect some of these young guys to make, you know, some really good progress. But for Florida, from their standpoint, they're going to have to rely on some of these young players. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. Very early as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, some of the players he mentioned, Juice, and, you know, uh, what we'll do, too, is, um, you know, I know we have a lot of young players on the team, Juice, after I kind of go through these names he was talking about. Um, if you got any standouts, like maybe somebody you're excited to see, or if you think somebody might, um, you know, have a great year for being a young guy. Some of these dudes are transfers as well. Um, yeah. and remember is, you know, some of the transfers are young guys as well. and <laughs> Haven't played a ton of football. So, uh, he names people, Cameron James, um, defenseman, Kareem Jackson, cornerback, Jordan Castile, Manny Nennery, Jaden Robinson, Caleb Banks, TJ Cerasi. Uh, Tony Limison and uh, Hayden Hansen tight end. So, um, you know, like I said, it, it was great hearing, you know, some of those names pop off um, and he, you know, him to be up there, to stand up there and name those guys, you know, uh, like I said, I take it with a grain of salt, but you also like to hear the coach, you know, saying, we know they're going to have to rely on them very early. Right. So to right. hear that many names named off and, and, and you know, some of these guys are competing for, you know, if not, you know, maybe that third spot, but that one or two, you know, uh, somebody goes down or uh, maybe some guys who we're expecting to play well don't don't have to slot them in there. Yep, exactly. Yes, so uh, let's get to the chat here. Ali Perry, what's up? Sauce Squad. What's going <laughs> on, Ali? Yep. How you doing, my man? Hope everything well. It's you and your baby girl. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, Juice. Yep. Um, oh, and then real quick, um, you know, we're talking about the young players here. Anybody yep. that maybe you personally want to see or anybody that you think is going to pop off, you know, during this season as one of those young players? Um, I'm looking for – Definitely out of young players, I would be looking more for the wide receiver group uh, to actually, because I'm going to need somebody to step up in a wide receiver group. So I'm between Mizell, Eugene, 
and um and um oh crap i'm sorry can't even think of the other guys andy name. gene andy gene and uh eugene wilson i'm sorry mm -hmm. between between those three i want to see one of them step up i really don't care who but i just want to see somebody step up in a wide receiver room um trey young webb is going to be somebody i'm gonna actually be looking at with the absence of cam carroll uh mm -hmm. being out now uh i would like to see see what he what he's going to be able to bring to the table um I mean, honestly, definitely on the defense. It's just so so many I want to see on the defense. But definitely, if I had to choose, it would definitely probably be um, probably Jordan Castile, who I would want to see because uh, safety spot is a is one of our issues. So I would like to see. Um, that's that's probably somebody I would definitely like to see uh, step up more make a name for himself this year yeah yeah um yeah on that back end it'll be interesting to see you know what he does a long athletic guy and um you know we'll we'll go right into since you brought up wide receivers we're gonna get into that uh i do want to say as well yeah it'll be interesting with some of these young guys uh, i'm looking you know at tight ends uh, for him to say hayden handsome we know that um the tight end is one of those positions that, you know, for a quarterback, maybe uh, someone like Graham Mertz, um, who, you know, struggle with interceptions in the past to kind of have that safety bow. Right. Correct. Um, so we need a guy, you know, at that position with some sure hands. And we know Arliss boarding him has been, you know, raving reviews about him. Uh, you know, you got Dante Sander more use him a lot as more of a, Another offensive Block. lineman blocker, correct. Uh, last year, so and then with Keon Zipper out, um, it'll be interesting to see if Hayden Hens can be that guy, right? Um, along yeah. with Arliss Boardingham, and um, also two running backs. Um, I know you know he had a <laughs> amazing year last year in uh, ETN, but you know he's still young, right? Um, yeah, and I would like I I'm looking to for florida to really 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 push the pass game to the running backs out of the backfield uh i think that will be a significant help to uh graham mertz uh if they can utilize you know etn i think he's probably a little bit more uh, of the guy for me i would like to see kind of get that ball in space and yeah. have that one-on-one -on -one matchup out there uh, i was really looking forward to cam carroll uh, for me in the spring game, you know, I, I honestly was one of the only guys who popped for me. Uh, so, uh, I, you know, definitely, definitely, you know, hopefully he has a great speedy recovery. Um, but, yeah, the whole receiving corps, like you said, Juice, uh, wide receivers, I mean, <laughs> we, we, we definitely, definitely uh, need some help here because, um, you know, you have no more Justin Shorter and Xavier Henderson transferred out, um, Justin Shorter to the NFL. Um, so, you know, we know that Ricky Pearsall being back, we're all excited for, you know, pretty Ricky to come back. Uh, right. But there's going to be some, you know, new faces and new places uh, with Caleb Douglas. We saw what he did last year. Uh, remember that was at Texas A&M game. Yeah. Um, you know, really kind of showed out. And then Jaquavion Fraser is another dude who I think. 
all of us, you know, had have some really high expectations for him. Um, yeah. He, ha- you know, has the size to um, and hopefully this this is pretty much a make or break year for him as well. And then Marcus Burke, uh, you know, dealing with some injuries the last few years over at Florida. Another talented guy who we all expect to kind of step up and really show out. Uh, and then, like you already mentioned, the, the young receivers earlier, Juice. Uh, you know, last year, when you look at receivers only, uh, the Florida receivers had 2,429 yards. They um, had a total of 14 touchdowns um, and with Ricky Pearsall leading in receptions and touchdowns uh, or sorry, yards and touchdowns. Um, a cool fact too, juice. Um, the last Florida, the last receiver Florida had to have a thousand yards. Juice. Can you, you, I don't know if you know the name, but can you guess the year maybe? Man, oh, it's, man, I know it's probably been a while. <laughs> God, dog. I'm going to go probably, no, man. Mm. Oh, wow. I'm going I'm to go probably seven, 2007. 2007. Okay. Okay. Um, no juice. I, I, you know, I would, I would have said the same thing before I looked this up. I was like thinking like, Oh, you know, urban my gears with, um, Riley Cooper, you know, you had, um, um, probably got to um, go back to Rex Grossman. Yeah. Well, <laughs> 2002 juice. Yeah. Yeah. I figured it. Yeah. Taylor <laughs> Jacobs. Who was it? Taylor Jacobs. 2002. Wow. Wow. 1080 yards. That was the last time, man. And that's insane. Yeah. You know what's funny? Um, one of our rivals, Georgia, the last time that they had a 1000 yard receiver was 2002 as well. I, I found that crazy. I was like, wow. Okay. Wow. So, yeah. But it's very interesting. And I'm not saying that we are going to have a thousand yard receiver. I just thought it was an interesting fact. But we do know that you got to have some success here. Yeah. Um, you know, in the receiving courts, so they got Graham Mertz going to need all the help he can get. Uh, you know, with him over at Wisconsin last year, he had 19 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 57% completion percentage. Um, so he's going to need guys to catch the ball. I know last year, too, we had a lot of drops uh, in the yeah. receiving court for Anthony Richardson. When he was able to make those passes, a lot of the times, you know, a few drops. So, yeah, and that's the thing. And I'm not really looking for a thousand yard receiver. Just as long mm-hmm. as y'all, like you, like you was just saying, we stop the drops. Um, as long as, like, honestly, if we can get probably three, at least three receivers having at least about six hundred yards, mm-hmm. so that's that's cool with me because that means you're spreading the ball out. And like I, I mean, I'd be cool to even have a thousand yard receiver because that means then you you definitely gonna have to key in on this on this person. But I kind of would rather it to be the way that that has been, but just keep it spread spread it out. But like you said, the biggest the biggest things though, can we create separation and can we stop the drops? If we can do that, then. I think the sky could be the limit. Yeah, Juice. Um, <clears throat> yeah, like I said, I I don't think we'll get even close 
absolute eighth out of the yard receiver. But, you know, um, I think um, who was this North Florida Cowboy hit it exactly where, you know, my feeling is, is, yeah, give me multiple receivers with at least, I'd say, 500 um, yards where, because last year, you know, it was really the Ricky Pearsall show. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and even just touchdown wise in the red zone, um, you're, you're going to have to find, you know, some, some different targets because, you know, my expectations is a lot of teams are going to, uh, you know, shift towards Ricky Pearsall in that slot position. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, for me, if I was a defensive coordinator, I know I would. Uh, so you're going to have to have, you know, the tight end. Uh, you're going to have to have, you know, guys like Caleb Douglas, Jaquavion Frazier's, Marcus Burke. Uh, and then you know, some of those younger guys be able to get you some touchdowns, get you some points on the board. Uh, I'm looking to to see in that skill position, you know, with these younger guys like Aiden Mazel, um, yeah. Eugene Wilson, um, those two guys, you know, when you throw those quick outs, can those guys turn, you know, something, those little two, three yards into 15, 20, you know, plus yards, right? Right. Those easy touchdowns. Or when you throw the ball to them in space, can they make that little uh-uh and score? So, right. Yeah. Um, he also says, Q, what's up, dude? Q says, I'm going to be the judge, jury, and executioner after the Utah game and Tennessee games. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those are going to be like, are two games that will um sit there and test us and that's gonna let us know kind of where we're going or where we're heading uh program wise um so i'm definitely with you q uh those are gonna be the top as far as your your top games coming up at the beginning of the year yeah these are definitely games that are going to be really looked at very hard. So, yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, you know, like I said, we don't want one guy. This is not, you know, I don't think this team is built for, I, I what, what I'm not going to say not built for, but I just think that they don't have that type of guy who's going to be able to cause like that problem right uh yeah don't get me wrong i do like i, I really want to see what growth ricky pearsall we've been hearing a lot of good things uh you know about him so you know he could be a guy he's he's very talented um yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't know if he's you know at 1000 yard i mean i'd be happy if he did but yeah i think it's going to be a, a multiple sh- a multiple receiver show um where you're going to see the ball going around to quite a few guys yeah, because I'm definitely with North North Florida Cowboy. Because, like I said, you definitely don't want to see. I mean, I I'm okay with seeing a thousand yards. That's cool. But like he said, I mean, if I saw a thousand yards, then I need to see everybody else being at about like seven seven hundred something yards. Um, but just the way how the game go game is going now, you don't really see. As far as in the SEC, you don't see a lot of thousand yards because you're going to have to be able to spread that thing around and and to keep the defense honest. You know, so you have to have multiple people. So I'm with him. I really don't want to see 
one guy have at least a thousand yards, but if that's what what it takes, then I'm cool. Oh, I, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you're winning games, then give me the 1,000 yards. Yeah, yeah, give me the 1,000 yards. But <laughs> to be honest with you, I'd rather have it, like you said, four people with at least 600 yards, you know, um, yeah. having that spread it out. So, And then so speaking that, of receiving too, Juice, uh, yeah. I do want to just go ahead and transition. Uh, my bad to cut you off there. No. Uh, but, yeah, since we're talking about receiving, because, like I said, I think this is going to be another big part to the receiving core. Um, we know what these guys can do running the ball on the ground. We know how shifty ETN is. And we know how for me, Montreal can kind of do it all because there's a time there's times where you see him and you're like, wow, I didn't know he had that burst of speed or I didn't know he had that wiggleness or he's just going to run you over. Right. I think right, Montreal right. is one of those guys. He's, he looks, he is faster than what he looks. Uh, and he has really good acceleration. Uh, but like I said, on on you know out of the backfield, uh, catching the ball, I think that's where Florida can Billy as well. Billy Napier can move this offensive forward because uh, at times last year it was very stagnant for whatever reason, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we didn't have a lot of targets, if I'm not mistaken. I think that out of the four running backs who got playing time, they only had about uh, 15 receptions. I think it was uh, total together. Um, which is not great for, you know, a a QB who's struggling with consistency passing the ball and also a QB his first year starting, you know, you, you would think you want to get him kind of state throws, kind of, you know, get him going. Right. right? Yeah. Um, So um, tight ends and running backs, these two are kind of my keys. Um, Juice, I know with Montreal uh, and and, um, ETN, both of these guys, we know are they're going to pound the ball. We know they're going to get yards. Um, and then, you know, it, it is a caveat too. Um, the offensive line, remember, yeah, are it's a whole new offensive line, all but Kingsley. And even Kingsley, we saw, you know, heard a few injuries there, um, you know, dealing with an injury. So, how are you feeling about the running back room? Um, like you said, um, I agree wholeheartedly with everything you said. Um, like you said, I, we really to move the offense forward. I would like to see the running backs, uh, you know, get out in space and be able to use them in a passing game. Um, like I said, but this also is going to depend on the O line. Um, you know how how the O line is going to gel. Are they going to take that next step? And I know you just put Montreal and uh, ETM, but like I said, with Cam Carroll going out, this is the time for the freshman, uh, Trey Unwell, because it looked like, excuse me, it looked like how Billy was was going about it was to actually look at using three running backs. So this is going to be the time for Trey Unwell to step up early you know as a freshman uh looking at Trayon Wells um highlight tapes like you said using them out of the backfield that's definitely going to be a big key with like definitely ETN but he's also should be another viable option uh to use as a pass catcher as well so he's definitely going to have to step up 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I agree. And then like, like we said too, depth wise, you know, running back is one of those positions as well. And I'm hoping praying, you know, having those two running backs will do us justice, you know, being able to keep them fresh. Uh, right. But you know, if one of them gets dinged up or nicked, you know, like you said, you, you're going to have to insert Trey on web. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm assuming that he's going to be ready and prepared. Um, I think the staff priority knows this, that they're going to have to rely on him uh, quite a bit as well. And then, like you said, you know, these guys, these two running backs did not get a lot of passes last year. So it could be just maybe that's not their game. Uh, so maybe you could have to insert somebody else in there to help them catch out of the backfield. Uh, Juice, I do want to kind of say uh, these two last year, um, they ran for a total of 1,560 yards and total 16 touchdowns. So, um, you know. Having these two guys back, I'm expecting them to, you know, increase both of those numbers um, with way with the way the offense is going to be ran and the way the game is going to be managed. Yeah, definitely. And I like what Q said. Better had the running backs to pick up the blitz too. He he's absolutely correct because yeah, it, there's no need for you to be on the field if you ain't able to pick up pick up the blitz. Um, so. That is definitely a big, he is absolutely correct. That's definitely a big key. All right, Juice. And then let's move on to the last position we're going to talk about today as well is we already just talked about the receivers. We talked about the running backs. Got to pick up those blitzes to protect Mr. Graham Mertz. Um, Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Like I said, last year threw for a total of 2,136 yards, 57% completion percentage, 19 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. Um, so how you feeling about Merch Juice? Um, uh, I know we, we, we kind of talked about him in depth, you know, um, on the past episodes, but how are you feeling, you know, about a week out? Uh, well, I mean, I still feel the same way that, that I've been feeling. Um, it's still a wait and see, um, but I do feel confident in Graham Mertz, but it's still a wait and see type of deal. I got to see it on the field to believe it. Um, what I what I will say is like his average uh, per pass each year has has gotten better, but his completion percentage has gotten has went down each year so my my question my question for me is is it a is it the team why Graham Mertz was having 19 TDs with 10 interceptions was it is the team that he was with last year or was it Graham Mertz and honestly that cannot be answered until actually the season starts so I'm, and I'm hoping that it was the team because looking looking at at his highlights and looking at his film he's he looked like he he could be a very good manageable quarterback that can manage the game but the question like I said always lies is in the old line so Depending on how our line is, it's going to depend also how far Graham Mertz is going to take us as well. 
Um, but if history has anything to do with anything, I say Graham Mertz should have a better year um, than he did last year. I do want to put it on a team that he had. So if I had to choose right now, like his touchdown to interception ratio, I would probably go with more of like 20 TDs and seven, seven interceptions. That's what I'm hoping for. Hopefully less, less than that. But if everything goes right with a, uh, a good old, if the old line can actually step up and take that next step up, I think that he can actually be, be better than what, what he showed before. And I think he can, pull off 20 at least 20 tds yeah new team new dream is my motto yeah um you know i'm looking i'm, I'm looking at this from <laughs> a, 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 a hopeful perspective um i'm not always hopeful but i will be in this situation because i am hoping that um, he can come in and manage the game. I'm hoping that the scheme and the coaching staff and the team around Graham Mertz um, will, ex, you know, ex- excel what he does best. Um, and like you said, it's hard to, um, you know, tell who it was over at Wisconsin because there's a lot of things going on um, as far as, mm-hmm. in, you know, team and scheme and, uh, you know, what they were asking him to do. Uh, but we have seen quarterbacks who maybe didn't fit in at a school. Um, maybe when they came in the game, you know, um, <laughs> didn't look very well. Um, and they transfer and even the first year. So uh, my, my perspective on this, I think he's going to struggle this year. Um, there's no doubt about it. If he doesn't, it would highly surprise me. Um, but I am looking for him to like I said, manage this team. And, you know, when you manage the team with the stable of backs that you have, yeah, um, Ricky Pearsall coming back. Um, and hopefully, you know, like I said, it, it is assuming that the offensive line can give you the push that they gave you last year for those running backs. And right. then you throw on top of, you know, being able to hit the running backs a little bit more out of the backfield. And hopefully you can have, you know, Arliss Bordingham, uh, and even Dante Xander at moments give you some production in that, you know, the tight end situation, Hayden Hanson as well. Um, with all that being said, I'm hoping that we can see, you know, um, a solid QB this year because I would want him to come back next year if he is solid and have that more of a, um, you know, you like just the breakout year, right? Because we we yeah. normally see it happen in year two with these quarterbacks when they go to a school. You'll see year one, they're like, meh. I mean, he's all right. Like he looks straight. And then normally that next year, you're like, okay, like this guy's pretty take good. Like, he, yeah, yeah. You, you could tell that up. this is. You could tell that. Oh man, it was the scheme and the team from his last school. Like, right? It, they just weren't right. Jacked. Yeah. So. And the reason why I say this too is because I'm looking at what's going to be on the QB, you know, QB next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, you get DJ coming in, you'll still have Jack Miller. You always have Max Brown as well. Uh, is So to, to really have that competition, uh, to really uh, 
uh, don't have to throw maybe a young guy into the fire <laughs> right away with this schedule coming out next year. Right. That's my that's my dream. Uh, you know, I might be that should be everybody's dream, to be <laughs> honest with you, because you don't really want to throw um I mean, I know we got a whole bunch of hope and confidence in Lagway, but you don't really with that schedule next year, you don't want to throw him to that fire for real. Um so yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm I'm really hoping that um Mertz does a manageable job to where he comes back and you know lead the team to the you know the following year now like i said um if he just so happens to so where you can also excuse me where you can also work lagway also into um you know the game kind of using like i ain't gonna say use him like tebow but you can use him in a sense to just kind of slowly put him into the game and get him that game time reps because more more likely he would be the quarterback for the 20 25 season so well yeah and don't forget to you have you know don't, don't forget like i said yes you know we we are extremely excited about lagway but remember you also have some other qbs in that room because they can't qbs can't get better and they yeah. can't work on their game and you have seen qbs that a la Caltras, who kind of sit behind and, you know, get a chance to work on his tools and skills and get better in the back behind the scenes. And then he comes out looking like, you know, a gym. So mm-hmm. um, I, I, I will say this, too. Um, it, it'll be interesting, you know, for me um, next year when you have, um, you know, if, if Mertz is back or whatever, because um, we've mm. heard some things about Max Brown and then also, like I said, you'd have Jack Miller, who would have been around what would that be? It's like fourth, fifth year in a program. Um, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So it'll be very interesting to see how this all all develops. But with that being said, Juice, um, I'm excited. Uh, I'm not excited for. <laughs> I don't. I don't want turnovers. Um, no, that's right. If, if if anything, I hope that he can limit his touchdown the turnover rate ratio um i think that's something that that can be worked on by him so especially with a coach who you know um is looking for you to manage the game and really excel with those running backs right but juice uh anything else we will have we'll have um this coming up thursday uh be on the lookout we actually have a uh gator round table this thursday um, we already have a few of our roundtable guests. Um, we've got Nick from over at Read and Reaction coming on. We got Brandon from Locked On Gators. And then I'm still looking to um, reach out to a few people to see if they want to join, waiting on a few people to respond back. Um, so be on the lookout. For, that's Thursday at 8.15 uh, Central Time. So that'll be that's always fun. We get a lot of different opinions, a lot of different takes. Um, and we can lie a little bit more before the season starts. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, so y'all definitely make sure y'all tune in um, this Thursday coming up. Like I said, it's definitely – it always get better. Um, I love it when we have this little roundtable discussion because you're getting every – you're getting a – uh, others' opinions as well, 
just like I love interacting with you all because you know we're getting y'all's opinion and we're formulating so yeah definitely come check it out uh man it's it's gonna be a great show this thursday and i will have to i will have to give give it the cue that is that 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 was something i i've been looking at too is that grand Mertz were pretty horrible with the blitz but again, is that something, you know, with the team? Because if the team can pick up the blitz, that'll give Mertz a little bit better, you know, more time. But um, he's right. Yeah, if, if what Q said, if Mertz fails this year, we won't have no choice but to throw DJ into the fire. And he's absolutely correct because I see – not to say here, like you said, all the QBs can get better. So Jack Miller can get better. Uh, Max Brown can get better. But more more likely than not, we're, if Mertz does not pan out the way we want him to, I could we could definitely be seeing DJ thrown in it, be thrown in the fire. Because you really won't have no choice. And honestly, I would rather take, I'm, and I'm just talking from a right now standpoint, I would probably rather take that because go ahead and give him the game game time experience. Yeah, uh, we know that, you know, being a freshman, he's going to make mistakes. But I would rather give go ahead and give him the game time experience and then look for that next year where we take that way bigger step. Yeah, um, like I said, it'll be interesting to see. And then don't forget, I think one thing that we are missing here and we're not talking about is guess what can happen as well? Don't forget, QBs are do go to the transfer portal. And there yeah. have been some really good QB transfers that are great quality players just looking for a new team, new dream. So sure. that is another option. Um, we have seen guys transfer and win Heismans, you know, so. Um, so we'll see, um, juice. I do want to get to our last topic here. Our last segment. Um, we're going to kind of look at the layout, um, in sec land and we're going to just kind of browse through the sec schedule in general and kind of get your thoughts and opinions. Um, go ahead for me, uh, while we're doing this, you guys can throw it in the chat. Maybe some, uh, games that you're looking forward to. Uh, I know there's quite a bit of, games that we're going to get into you know during the season uh, and you know LSU <laughs> they start off the season with FSU uh, neither team we, we we don't like either team um, but yeah I think uh, for me um, <laughs> I will be rooting for LSU <laughs> during that game so without a doubt all right I'm going to share my screen here Juice, let me know if you can see this on the screen. Okay. Um, I, there we go. All right. All right, Juice. Let's see here. And actually, you know what? I think I might. Um, let's just do a little zoomy zoom zoom here. Okay. Yeah. We'll just leave it like this. Can you see this good? 
Yes, sir. All right. Get one more down here. So, Juice, um, just kind of, you know, looking at this schedule here, um, like I said, for me, man, is there any games that you're looking forward to during the season? Uh, and then maybe do you have any uh, thoughts on who you think will win, you know, the East Division, the West Division? Um, yeah. Um, right now, definitely key games. Um for the first for the first week is definitely the FSU uh LSU game. Uh week two is the Alabama Texas game and the uh Texas AM and Miami game. Uh I'm looking at in the first two weeks, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing. Um, but then it definitely comes week three, start of the um SEC play. So week three, it'll definitely be us against um, Tennessee. That's going to be a game that I'm I'm looking for. Um, a lot of other games I will definitely be waiting to see is the Georgia-Auburn game. I'm, I'm waiting to see that. Always waiting to see the Alabama-Auburn game um, at the end of the year. Um. Honestly, definitely us all year. I mean, because we got, man, we got a schedule for us. So, uh, I mean, every game on our schedule, I'm definitely looking looking forward to seeing. But those are probably really, um, and the Bama LSU game is probably one of the biggest games I, I would want to see this year. Um, and if I had to choose... Coming out of the West, I'm gonna go. I'm still gonna go with Alabama coming out of the West. Uh, right now, uh, still you, to beat a man, you got to beat the man. Much as I hate to say this, but Georgia is still that number one team. You know, the team in the East that we need to beat. So, um, I got Georgia still winning, winning the East. I actually, I actually have us anywhere between second and third uh third place in the east all right so yeah um it'll be interesting so you picked you said you got uh alabama coming out of west and georgia coming out of the east yeah okay yeah a lot of good games on the schedule um like you said week one for me uh i do I'm going with uh, LSU um, out of the West. Uh, I do think there are the West is very interesting because uh, you have Texas A&M, who I think is, you know, um, someone who could, depending on, you know, <laughs> they're, they're, they're one of those teams that could be really good. Uh, and I mean, like playoff good uh, with all who they return. So a lot of talent on that team as well. And then, when you look at uh, Alabama, like you said, you, you just can't never count them out. I know they're still looking to um, their quarterback, you know, who's going to win that job over there. Uh, and then right. they bring they brought in a few transfers as well in the back end, um, you know. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I know Alabama the last few years have struggled, you know, a little bit on defense, haven't been that Alabama that we know. So um, they got a few different things they need to work on. And then obviously, like I said, LSU. Um, like Jaden Daniels, uh, mix him with Brian Kelly. He was able to really, 
use his, you know, what he was good at and use it to their advantage. Um, had a really successful first year. Um, you know, the only thing sometimes when you have that really successful first year, it's kind of hard to, uh, you know, relive that first year because you're, you're now you have expectations. They're really high. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what the players do with that. Can they really, um, you know, can they really take that? And is, it might bring a little pressure on Brian Kelly and the team, right? Right. Um, being in the SEC championship your first year. Uh, but we know Brian Kelly has been around for a long time. He's played in championships. He's won championships in Division II uh, football. So, yeah. And then uh, on the east side, yeah, you already know. Give it up to Georgia. Um yeah. I do think the only team that uh, might have a shot there. I know a lot of people are hyping like Kentucky. Uh, I do like Devin Leary over there, but um, not sold completely on their offense. Um, I do think last year they had a little bit of trouble. They were supposed to be really good on the offense line, but uh, never came to fruition. Um, So and Devin Leary over there. Uh, They did bring back their old offensive coordinator, Cohen. They switched. They switched. Um, they switched off. They switched offensive coordinators last year. Um, Cohen went to the NFL, and then they he's back now. So that'll be interesting as well. But I think Tennessee is really the only valuable candidate to um, probably challenge Georgia with the offense that they run. Uh, we are in year two of the Tennessee offense, and we know that the SEC will adapt very quickly. So I want to see, can they still run that same style of offense and can teams maybe, um, since they have a little bit more film on it, it was ran all last year. um, Can they, you know, make them kind of switch it up and make them, you know, do something a little different. And then you have um, Joe Milton transfer from Michigan um, over uh, at Tennessee. And It'll be interesting to see, can he be accurate in the short to intermediate game? We know he has a cannon. I saw videos of him throwing the ball over the mountains over there like Uncle Rico. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's kind of where I am with the SEC right now. Um, I do think you might have, you know, you might have a few people like Arkansas. Um, that's another team with KJ Jefferson coming back. Yeah, that I am very interested in. Um, you got Hugh Fees back in the SEC. Um, which will be interesting. And then don't forget to Spencer Ravish back for a second year. We just talked about how those transfer quarterbacks can really do some damage coming in in that second year. So, um, right. They, they did have a lot of players on the offensive side of ball, I think, transfer out, which is interesting. Uh, but we'll looking look, be looking for him to make the next step. I think this is a money year for him as well. So we'll see how he does there. Um, anything else on the SEC, and we'll get into that, you know, during the season as well. But I just kind of wanted to highlight what, what our thoughts and predictions are behind this because it's going to be a very uh, juice. Nope, can you hear me? Juice. It's not in the building, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So the last thing that I wanted to get to is 
the top 25. Top 25 juice. Juice, if you are talking, I cannot hear you. Or is it me? Q says SEC commissioner just came out and said more changes to come to the, in the SEC. Yeah. Um, with the other teams, you know, the other conferences making moves. Um, well, we got like 19 teams in the Big 12, I think it is. Um, that's the most teams that's ever in history been in a conference. Uh, you know, and then you got ACC. You know, here in some of those schools are trying to make moves and figure that out. Um, yeah, the SEC is just looking to prep for the future um, and try to stay ahead of the game, which they have been. We already know the teams that they got is the best conference in the country, without a doubt. It's not debatable. Um, so we'll see where they go from here. Uh, we know that next year they're adding Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, so that will be very, very interesting, and I can't wait. For those two teams to join the SEC, it's going to be a lot of competition. We got Alabama, Texas playing this year. So what better way to set that up for them coming into the conference <laughs> next year, right? All right. And then the last thing, um, let's check out here. Just going to check out the top 25 rankings. I don't know if you guys have seen. They just released those not too long ago. Let's see. I want to ask you all um, with the top 25 rankings. Um, is there anybody that maybe you guys see on this list that should belong or shouldn't belong? Um, <clears throat> you know, for me, I think you can replace probably a lot of these teams. You know, I think it's very interchangeable. Uh, I was over on the Fanatic show, Coach I. You guys are not familiar. Check him out, Fanatics. We talk. He talks college football um, every Saturday. Um, does a lot of content, and we're kind of talking about this. And you know, a lot of people didn't like the um, on that episode. A lot of people didn't like the FSU over Clemson uh, since FSU haven't beat Clemson in a very long time. Um, then uh, Alabama. I think a lot of people were, you know, saying that they were ranked a little bit too high. On the Alabama side, uh, for me, you know, honestly, I think the FSU Clemson, um, you know, be, FSU being ranked over Clemson is crazy. Um, I, I know there's a lot of hype coming out of FSU, but uh, I, I think Clemson is going to reclaim the conference. Uh, and and let me see here, and and kill any of that hype. Uh, FSU, I think after week one, when they go play LSU, the hype will be dead once again. <laughs> I do think LSU uh, being at number five um, will be very interesting as well. Um, with them being able to play the number eight team, it'll be interesting to see where they jump out of the gate if they do or if they just kind of stay put. And then USC for me is one of those teams that I really – uh, I'm probably a little bit more higher on than a lot of people. Um, I think that they're going to um, last year. They, think they were 11 and two, 11 and three um, um, in um, Lincoln Riley's first year. 
So they brought a lot of transfers in. Um, got Caleb Williams back, right? Um, and it's really all about defense over there. Can Lincoln Riley, you know, get the defensive defense situated over there? You also have Bo Nix at Oregon as well coming back. So he's another transfer QB looking to make some noise. He played way better than I expected um, <laughs> last year. Uh, for me, when I'm looking at this top 25 list and these games, uh, I'm all about QBs here. And even when you look at Oregon State, I think that's where DJ Ui Ungalule transferred to, right? Uh, and then you got Oregon with Bo Nix. He transferred. You got Jaden Daniels uh, to LSU. He transferred. You got Caleb uh, Williams to USC. He transferred. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be very. And then even um, Tennessee with Joe Milton, he transferred in. Uh, and then there's a few other teams on this list with some transfer QBs. So it's going to be interesting to see. I think this will be the year of transfer QBs. <laughs> and yeah. um, can they make some noise? Got Georgia bringing in a new QB. You got Michigan running the same damn offense. Um, you got Ohio State. <clears throat> we know what they're going to be looking to do as well with they bringing in a new QB too. And then Texas uh, with Quinn Ewers. And uh, they also got, what's his name? Malik Murphy, I think his name is. Yeah. Yeah. Another he's guy. Nice. Yeah, man. Yeah. Dude's nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on the juice. Uh, I, 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 I don't know if you heard me when you first came in. I was asking the question of, do you think that? Um, do you think that anybody on this list that stands out to you may be good, bad, or ugly? I mean, always ugly as FSU. Um, I mean, honestly, it's, it's a lot of it can go any kind of way. Um, I feel like the top, top six, uh, is going to get shaken out. Um, somehow I feel by the end of the year, what we see in this top 25 is going to change. Uh, besides the top six, I believe they will still be in the top 10 somewhere, but it's going to be a lot of shuffling in between. Yeah, it's a lot of teams, um, you know, and it's a lot of good storylines and that's why we like college football because every year somebody's going to leave. Somebody's going to transfer. You might have some new coaches, new staffs, new QBs. So like you said, it's a lot of these teams are going to be dealing with a lot of new people and a lot of turnover. Um, yep. I'm excited. Oh, without a doubt. And like you said, with a lot of, especially in the SEC, more – more teams are actually starting new QBs, so that's going to be something very interesting to watch. Definitely in the next, the first four games is going to be definitely fun to watch to see what these new QBs are able to do. I think this is going to be the year of defense as well. Uh, that's just my opinion. Yeah, uh, a lot of these teams bring back um, a lot of their um, guys on defense, so. Um, yeah, I think I think we might see a year of defense, um, but we know as well offense rules college football now. <laughs> right. Uh, so we've seen very good defenses get torched, um, you know, with a with a high level offense. So 
will be see who's looking to take that offense to the next level this year, Juice. Yes, sir. Uh, we'll end it. We'll end it there. Uh, we appreciate you all for joining us this morning. Hope you guys have a great day, and we'll continue our different episodes. Juice also as well uh, next Monday. Uh, no, we haven't talked about it, but uh, looking at our Utah breakdown, I think okay. that's where we'll kind of steer to and really kind of break down that Utah game. I know we already kind of really talked about it in depth, but we'll really get into the next cranny, kind of analyze Utah as well, because like I said, they got a lot of different things going over there with injuries. I listened to um, um, Shanahan. He doesn't really talk about injuries. Um, so, yeah. Uh, he only talked. He only talked about Cam rising, um, but uh, tight end over there. We've been dealing with some injuries as well, so we'll see how they look uh, next week. See if we maybe get some updates, and then Florida as well having a few knickknack injuries and guys right. get back into the game. So, anything else from you, Juice? Ah, uh, no, sir. That that is it. Can't wait to see y'all uh, this Thursday. Uh, make sure y'all hit that like and subscribe button. Tell your friends, family, cats, and dogs anything with paws and claws to hit that like and subscribe button. We, uh, my goal is to hit that 500. We're only 20 off. So uh, definitely, please, uh, tell your friends and family. Hit that like and subscribe button and definitely check back in at 8.15 Central Time. So that's 9, 9.15 Eastern Time. Uh, this Thursday, we have a roundtable coming up. So it's definitely going to get – it just gets better each and every every episode and now with the season coming in always oh, about to go down so definitely make sure you stay tuned in yes sir and we will talk to you guys soon peace peace <laughs>